Blog Talk Radio. but most know me as the Chicken Whisperer, author of The Chicken Whisperer's Guide to Keeping Chickens, national spokesperson for the USDA Biosecurity for Birds program, and editor-in-chief of Chicken Whisperer magazine. Each week, I welcome experts in their field to share their knowledge about different topics, including backyard poultry, show poultry, heritage poultry, gardening, cooking, and living a self-sufficient lifestyle. Be sure to Join us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the chicken whisperer and visit us online at chickenwhisperer.com where you can follow us on Twitter, become a fan on Facebook, and subscribe to the totally free digital edition of Chicken Whisperer magazine. Once again, I would like to thank all of you for tuning in today to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer brought to you by Kalmbach Feeds. We've got a great show lined up for you today. We have Alexandra Douglas, also known as the Quail Lady, here to share more tips and more great information about the advantages of keeping quail around the homestead. And we'll return with Alexandra Douglas right after this short break. So stay with us, folks. When you need an incubator, think Brency, the incubation specialist. Brency has been a world-leading manufacturer of incubators for over 30 years. Incubators from 7 to 380 eggs with high-quality electronic and digital controls, including precise humidity control and programmable egg turning, all at surprisingly affordable prices. Visit them online at Brensea.com. Brensea spelled B-R-I-N-S-E-A. That's Brensea.com or call 1-888-667-7009. Enter the coupon code WHISPER at checkout and save 10% on their incubators, brooders, egg candlers, and other incubation accessories. When you need an incubator, think Brency, technology you can trust. You've just entered a dimension of dirty water, a dimension of poop-filled water, a dimension of stagnant water. You've crossed into the dirty waterer zone. 
But up ahead is your signpost to cleaner water, the Bright Tap Chicken Waterer. The Bright Tap Waterer is fully covered. Chickens drink from special valves, so dirt and droppings can't get into the water. Chickens get sparkling clean water. You get less work. No poop-filled water pans for you to touch or wash out. Bright Tap, clean water made simple. Visit chickenwaterer.com to learn more. That's chickenwaterer.com. Cackle Hatchery is a third-generation, family-owned and operated hatchery. They offer over 193 varieties of poultry shipped directly from their facility in Missouri. It's their mission to enhance your life by providing you with quality poultry for showing, meat, enjoyment, eggs, and pets. They specialize in hatching purebred poultry and shipping day-old chicks right to your local post office since 1936. 4-H and FFA Youth Poultry Clubs get a 10% discount. Check out their website, CackleHatchery.com, for posted weekly specials and discounts. That's CackleHatchery.com. Are you in the market for a new chicken coop? Want one that will outlast all the others? then check out Urban Coop Company. All of their coops are made from 100% appearance-grade western red cedar with galvanized hardware and advanced all-weather joinery right here in the USA. Compared to other coops, Urban Coop Company coops will last longer and look better doing it. They're designed to be both beautiful and functional. In fact, they have earned the Chicken Whisperer seal of approval and are Chicken Whisperer approved. I invite you to browse their website to learn more about the many features of their coops and check out their integrated coop accessories that will make your life easier. Urban Coop Company is a family-owned business located in Dripping Springs, Texas, USA. They are passionate about building great coops because they know you're passionate about your backyard chickens. Visit them online at urbancoopcompany.com. That's urbancoopcompany.com. Hi, I'm country music artist Nathan Osmond, and you're listening to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. And the mighty bird against prejudice continues his fight for law and order. So when you hear that cry in the sky... You'll know it's Super Chicken. All righty, thank you very much for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer brought to you by Kalmbach Feed. So, uh, yeah, great show lined up for today. We have Alexandra Douglas, also known as the Quail Lady, uh, author of a couple of books and, uh, of course, contributor to Chicken Whisperer magazine. And she's going to be here teaching us more advantages of keeping some quail around the homestead. She does a great job of doing so. She joins us every single month. And uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn the show over to her. It's been quite crazy here in Chicken Whisperer land uh, this morning. We're we're fighting some, even though we're in Florida, some weather issues, uh, working around the best time to get a a professional photo shoot done. And so uh, it ended up, after looking at the weather report, we've been trying to schedule it all week. It looks like uh, this afternoon is going to be the best time uh, to try to squeeze that in. I've got to get it done because I've got a big event coming up next week and the week before. <coughs> oh, we need some of these photographs for marketing purposes. And so um, so we're going to got, got this photo shoot scheduled. So, of course, it was off to the barber to get shaved, haircut, all that kind of stuff, and then, and uh, getting everything else ready for that. Um, and um, 
Uh, so it's just been kind of crazy around here this morning. Plus, we're going to try to piggyback on the professional photo shoot, a family photo shoot. So Jen's actively now getting all the kids ready for that since it was just at about 11 o'clock this morning. We were like, hey, photo shoots this afternoon. Best weather, best time, best lighting, let's roll. <laughs> so uh, we've got that going on. But I wanted to make sure, because it's always a priority, get this broadcast uh, live to you today, because we do have thousands of listeners that tune in every single day, uh, both live and to the podcast. And uh, when you only have a guest that comes on once a month, like Alexandra does, it's that much more important to make sure the show is on the road, if you will, or uh, we go live. So I uh, definitely wanted to do everything I could to try to get this on. So I will be handing the broadcast over to Alexandra, and then I will try to pop back in here as I do 50,000 things at once um, and uh, try to get back uh, to run the second uh, wave of commercials, probably around uh, 40 past the hour. Uh, but in the meantime, you get that pen and paper out and start taking notes about, you know, keeping some quail around the homestead. So let's go ahead and give Alexandra a big chicken whisper welcome for coming on today. Yeah. Alexandra, hey, welcome. Thanks for joining us today as always. Well, thank you for having me. looks like you have a busy day today, but um, busy is always good, um, especially on the farm too. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, today, busy is always good. Yes, most definitely. And um, with quail, there's always something new to learn, that's for sure. Well, today, exactly. well, um, today, you know, it is a colder day, um, so definitely the quail are loving it, um, the Coturnics especially, being 46, um, 46 degrees in their um, quail house and twice the amount of eggs. So obviously that they don't need, they do not need heat, that's for sure, um, in Florida. However, for, um, you know, colder climates, Possibly um, some added um, warmth would be beneficial. They are quite hardy animals, so definitely um, don't have to worry um, as much as, you know, raising chicks. Adult quail tend to be quite hardy there. Well, today um, we will be discussing um, the advantages of owning Coturnix especially um, for the backyard. They're the perfect backyard bird. Um, I would say, you know, the second best compared to chickens, of course. And... um, Basically, um, most of since spring is coming along, many people may be interested in quail. Every backyard farmer should have um, have a few quail. They are, you know, compact little birds that don't require much space. Um, their eggs are um, very nutritious, packed full of vitamins and minerals. Um, compared to chicken eggs, um, being such a little egg, there they do have um, about 13% more protein compared to chicken. Um, eggs that have 11%, um, containing about 140% of vitamin B1 to the 50% found in chicken eggs as well. Um, so they are very, uh, they do have a very high nutritional value. And so it's always nice to have, you know, a variety of eggs. Um, collect from your chicken eggs and collect some quail eggs. Both are beneficial in health, of course. And since spring is coming along, you know, many people probably will be interested in trying um, quail when the um, climate is a little bit warmer, and there are some recommendations in, um, you know, housing them as well as nutrition, just so that you can be quite successful on your first try. Because I have, you know, I've done trial and error. I've been, you know, through the tough times um, with quail. I lost some quail. I gained quail. And everybody learns from their mistakes, of course. But, you know, if you get some tips, they'll probably get you started better. And um, today, um, lucky me, I did get um, a visit from the FWC officer, um, and it wasn't a bad visit, of course. And what um, 
they came for their, my yearly inspection. So I thought that requirements and how to, you know, maintain your quail most beneficial would be, you know, a good talk today. And um, with FWC officers, we're always, you know, you know, freaking, frequently uh, making, you know, everything work um, work well. Um, we want to have everything clean, you know, make sure that, you know, no garbage is on the floor, you have to mop your floor, just make everything more presentable so you can brag about what you have in, in the house there. And having quite a few birds, um, you know, you just want to make sure that you are following, you know, the requirements of owning quail. Here in Florida, um, you do have to have a license um, to own quail that does include our wonderful Caternics and um, it's usually $50 a year and they come they usually come twice a year however for me they came once a year because there's usually not really much of an issue there they just want to make sure that the quail are not um, overcrowded um, that they are fed the water is clean the trays are cleaned because usually um, quails don't really produce well when their conditions are not up to their standards there. And I was showing you know, I was showing the SWC officer, um, you know, how things are done. I, I told him about, you know, we clean the trays every day, which is true. And we like to, you know, we don't want to overcrowd the birds, although, um, you know, they don't really need much space, but we want them to be happy. And we do, um, we do have them for production purposes. So um, we do have them in what we would call battery cages. However, we do change it up a little bit, and I was showing him, you know, an alternative um, to um, commercial farms there. We have our birds on wire, and um, we have drop pans for them as well. But then we also like to have our enrichment in there um, because I was asked if, you know, our males, if the males did fight, and we have a few meat pens, of course. But for the other breeders, we wanted I wanted to show him that you know not much fighting is not much fighting occurs due to the fact that we do like to give them and chickens have you know those chicken swings and little balls with treats in there and with quail being small it's really they don't really perch very well um, they are ground dwellers so what I like to do is I give them a dustpan in there which is usually a kitty litter box like just the bottom of it and I put it in there. And I put oyster shells in there, grit, because those are beneficial for their health. And they like to lay in, um, well, some don't, but they do like to lay in those um, dust, bath, dust, dust bath boxes. Um, sometimes we put a little bit of mealworms in there, some alfalfa. And it just, it keeps them busy so they don't have to focus on themselves. And, you know, similar to chickens, you know, they do get bored. So it's always good to have something in there. And I do find that, Having the enrichment in there has boosted up production. Um, I ran out of oyster shells last week, and they for a week I had less production because they didn't want to lay their eggs for me. They instead, um, some of them laid around the box, so I knew that it was time that they wanted something, you know, to play in. Um, or I got some crushed eggs, so I was punished for not giving them what they wanted. Um, I, I would consider them a little bit spoiled with what I provide them, but I do want to have production, so that is a good way um, for me to show them that I do care for them. And so basically, um, you know, everything got checked off. Everything was good. The um, FWC officer went on his merry way. And um, I found that the requirements are, you know, much needed to have a successful little operation there. Um, and quail do, they do very well um, in tight conditions. However, I do like to give them the minimum square foot requirement, which is one square foot per bird. 
However, you know, in the best cases, um, you can do two to three square feet per bird, and they'll have more space to run around. Um, we like to make um, we like to make our quail cages now, so we do have um, we have pallet pal cages made out of pallets, which do give them proper space. We don't overcrowd them, and they always popcorn their way through the cage, especially when they see food. So, definitely, there are many options of having cages. Um, if you are, you know, if you live in the city. Um, do check, you know, ordinances and see if that's something that you could have quail because some do have minimum, requ uh, maximum requirement of having six chickens, and game birds tend to be a little bit different in each state. Um, but for um, square footage-wise, um, I do think that a good starter cage for any quail would be rabbit cages um, or those rabbit hutches. Tractor Supply has those rabbit hutches that have a wire floor you can put a, um, there's a dustpan, not dustpan, but manure tray there, and um, keeps things clean. You can put in um, something for them to dust in, some enrichment. You can put hay in there. But they are nice starter cages, and I still have the ones that I have. They're quite strong, and um, the ones that I have are about six years, right, six years old right now. So definitely um, rabbit cages or hutches do um, look very well for quail. You just have to, you know, you measure it and make sure that you, you put enough quail in there. Um, a square foot per bird is the rule of thumb. However, two to three square feet would be, um, you know, just as perfect as that one square foot. Um, as If you're building your cages, um, as um, quail tend to do what's called popcorning, and that's when they get so excited or spooked and they bounce, hit their head um, on the top of the cage, which can break their neck. And so the ideal height would be about 10 to 12 inches. A little bit higher would be okay as well. But you want them, you want them to be able to stretch up high and you know slap those wings. But you don't want them to really bounce too much. I had a, a case where I had um, too high of a cage. There was about 20 inches, and I did lose a few birds due to popcorning. And so what I had to do on that, just so that you know I don't have to purchase another cage, I put bubble wrap on the top, and that's seem to help them. But I also did find that, um, you know, diet is a huge um, role, huge play on this because if they are given um, too low protein, it tends to cause more of aggression. So popcorning happens and more death occurs just because they don't have that necessity of protein in there. Um, as for a ratio, um, if you're living in the city and you don't want to have a um, a male bird because of the sounds they make. Coternics tend to not make a noticeable sound like chicken crows do, but they do crow. It's a funny look, you know, fun, f funny sounding crow. Um, but definitely, just like chickens, um, you can have a bunch of quail hens and they can lay for you, and you wouldn't need to have a male in the setting if you don't want to have one. But if you do want to try raising birds, because they do have um, really amazing eggs. They do lay 300 eggs a year under artificial lighting. Um, if you don't have artificial lighting, they tend to lay less um, through a given year. But the eggs are really, really neat. Um, and scientists are saying that even children, if they have two eggs a day, it really improves their health. And um, I just... I, there's some people that I provided eggs to that had their little kids, um, you know, they, they just have a blast looking at those eggs, you know, 
peeling them or having a little egg omelet. It is cute. It's like a little, you know, dollhouse setting for children. And so um, definitely um, if you want to breed them and raise them, you can have like a three-tier rabbit cage. And what I would recommend is to have one male per four hens. That way that there isn't a favorite hen. Trios work. However, there's always one hen that gets a little bit more bred than others. So I like to give them, um, I, get, I like to give the male at least four hens just so that they have less, um, less of the feather loss because when they grasp on, lots of feathers do fall out. But um, with cages, you know, there's many ways you can make them, you can purchase them. But if you're looking for one to purchase, I do recommend checking out the rabbit cages at Tractor Supply. Um, they do they do work quite well for caternics, and these would be for adults. For baby birds, it's a little bit different. And um, so definitely um, that would be, it does, it is very important to have proper cage caging because of predators if you keep them outside. Um, make sure the gauge on the wire is quite, you know, together because little hands such as raccoons or opossums can get, um, Annoying, that's for sure. And as for raising um, chickens and quail in the same vicinity, um, chickens tend to carry a little bit more diseases than quail. Quail are disease-resistant um, due to their genetic makeup. However, they can catch things from chickens. And um, just like birds, any kind of bird, they don't show symptoms until it's too late. So it's better to be safe than sorry. Now, you can raise them in the same vicinity, um, although try not to have the chickens around the quail as um, if they're touching the cage or they're sharing the waters. That tends to be a little bit of contamination there. And I'm not saying that chickens are um, bad animals. It's just it's kind of like having, like, sparrows around chickens. There's always somebody that carries something, and it's better to prevent it than to um, having to cull your flock because of a um, disease you cannot cure. And if you do have free-ranging chickens, I do recommend having the cages um, possibly indoors somewhere or away from where the chickens can go under because there has been cases of um, basically the chickens were near the quail and then something happened to the quail got mycoplasma acrisa, which is not really what we want to have them because it does inhibit production. Um, when you are feeding and watering, just make sure that the containers that you're using for the quail are for the quail, and then for the chickens, they have their own containers as well. And um, so definitely, you can raise anything. And I do recommend, to try, if you haven't tried you know, to raise quail, I definitely would try raise quail. Um, it is They are com quite compact. They don't really need much space like chickens do. So if you are limited with having chickens in your area, Quail might be a good alternative, and um, I raised mine in an apartment. I started, I can't raise chickens in an apartment, obviously, but the quail, I did start raising them in, in an apartment setting when I started them. And just make sure, you know, if they are indoors, they can smell. Um, so you can have them on the patio, or you can have them in another bedroom. But because their bedding tends to start smelling, they can get them wet, or they can all over it that definitely um, you know cleaning um, taking care of them it'll give it, it is a nice experience and then if you are interested in hatching quail eggs that first batch of little is a wonderful experience 
um, the first the first side of looking at those chicks. It is really fun, and there's if you usually people get 50 to 70 eggs to try hatching because of shipping and everything. That um, it, it it is a difference in size, so it's like it's really a wonderful wonderful thing to try out. Um, as um, as for some tips here, um, because Coturnics are highly, you know, productive um, under certain circumstances. They do require, um, you know, to be away from predators. Um, you want them to be disease-free as well, having good cage systems. Um, but nutrition is a key, um, a key aspect in production in quail. Not having the proper nutrition either gives you um, poor egg quality, poor bird quality, and knowing what to feed your birds is very is essential. Now, quail feed tends to be a little bit more expensive than um, chicken food, so I I do understand you know the reasoning to give chicken food to quail. However, it isn't the best you know choice there. Um, they do need a high protein diet that is made especially for game birds because their metabolism is quite different than chickens. Um, and so what pro the high protein aids in proper egg shell um, formation like calcium does, but also for healthier eggs. If you are producing for your own table, um, definitely, you know, they would need to have a higher diet there. And they should be given a round of 26% protein or more. Um, I like to feed 30% game bird starter. Um, and they really they produce really well on that diet. However, um, in certain areas, you cannot get that specific Brand, um, brand or percentage. So a 26% protein um, would be a good minimum requirement. Um, as it gets lower in protein, cannibalism um, does occur with the quail, um, less egg production, and in whole is just not recommended. Um, now, if you're maintaining them, if you're not expecting, like if you do not want eggs, it's the winter time, you don't want to be collecting eggs, um, then the birds will be less active because it is winter time. That they would a lower protein diet wouldn't hurt them. Um, but if you do get a lower protein diet, I still would recommend it to be made for game birds, like a game bird maintenance or a turkey maintenance. Definitely something that is made for the birds because it's formulated. It's like um, cats require a diet formulated for them when the formulated food for themselves. Quail are the same way. Quail should get food formulated for their benefits as well. And there are many places that you can get your game bird feed. Purina and Manapro are a couple companies that do offer the game bird feed um, or turkey feed. Tractor Supply has usually Manapro. Um, Purina can be ordered in as well. Some tractor supplies will order in the Purina game bird starter if there's enough people wanting it. I've seen, a, I've seen that feed at a few stores already. Uh, Manapro, um, also, if you wanted Manapro, you can order those in. But there's other companies that can provide for you as well. So you can always ask your, um, ask the feed, um, ask the, you know, the person working at the feed store to see, you know, what they can order in for you because it never hurts asking. Um, also, there may be some organic feed mills in your area that can provide the proper diet as well. I know that many like organic and non-GMO. Well, um, there are feed mills in my area that do produce um, good feed. I haven't gotten a hold of any, but there are 
there are getting to be more females that do formulate feed based on your bird's needs. So if you do have a lot of quail, perhaps you can give them a call and see what they can do for you, um, mentioning that they do need, you know, proper protein and, um, you know, the, the feed mills will definitely formate it, formulate the proper feed for you. And also, when feeding quail, I do recommend to avoid medicated feed. It is a preference. There has been some cases that um, it causes males to be sterile. However, it hasn't been properly pr proven yet. Um, now, medicated feed for um, Coturnix is not really necessary. And by feeding them that medicated feed, um, it kind of makes them immune that if something does, you know, advance or mutate, the bird may not be able to fight it off. And um, most of the medicated feed nowadays con um, contain a coccidiostat. And it's really, if you raise the quail on wire or clean their bedding constantly, you shouldn't really have a prop, um, problem of co coccidiosis. However, if you do, my best recommendation is to go to a vet and see what they would recommend to treating the birds rather than, um, you know, doing it yourself. And the medicated feed, I usually, with medication, if they don't need it, then I don't want to pump them full of things that they don't need. But if they, if something occurs and they are, you know, they get sick, that is the time that, you know, something is needed to be done there. Um, as for um, cation, um, rarely do quail, you know, it, it was really hard for them to get sick unless they have exposure of other ailments that would cause them to be sick. But I always like to have wazine and sulmate on hand just in case. And um, But my recommendation is always to go to a vet um, if you are, you know, if you do have a sick bird because they'll have other alternatives for you as well. Because if you're going to pump them with wazine when they don't really need it, and wazine is usually used for worming, um, that you know, eventually, if something advances or mutates, they won't be able, you know, to fight it off, and then it it just ruins the epigenes on the birds itself. And um, many have asked me, you know, if I worm my birds and if apple cider vinegar is the best option. Apple cider vinegar does make their digestive flora nice, but it you, and you can give it to them. However, you should always. Um, you should always watch their behavior. You should see, you should get them tested, um, you know, once or twice a year just to see if they are, you know, if they have any worms um, or if they need any other treatments because it's always good to be safe than sorry. And um, I personally, I, you know, I only, you know, use the medications when I absolutely need it. I try to keep everything as natural as possible. Um, I occasionally do give the birds apple cider vinegar, but it's used as a preventative, not a treatment. Um, that also would be the same for pumpkin pumpkin seeds, although it is, you know, used for deworming. It is more of a preventative and a treat. I still would go for the medication um, if it is necessary. And um, I, some people have asked me about if quail can be raised similar to chickens, like in chicken coops. And you can make some nice outdoor aviaries for quail um, if you don't want that, if you don't, if you feel like the wire flooring is more, you know, unnatural. They do enjoy to be outside, but you do have to worm them. Um, I would recommend worming those guys at least 
um, once a month because there's a lot of, you know, bugs and pests in the soil that, you know, compared to being on wire where they're not really exposed to all of those ailments and the weather changes. For me, the weather changes. Um, they're inside a building, so they don't, they're not exposed to those as well. However, um, you can raise them quite similar to chickens with an aviary um, and little plants all around the premise, and they'll enjoy it. You'll, you can sit out with them. Um, they do get quite tame, and this would be Coturnix. Bob Whites, is, they're a little bit more jumpy, or if you're interested in more exotic birds, they tend to not be as chicken-like. Um, Coturnix is a good alternative to chickens um, because that they can be tamed from chick. They do, um, they do react to stimuli. They do love people. Um, mine, mine always produce more eggs if I'm around. I, I just think, I just think mine are spoiled though. And um, there are differences though between chickens and quail. Um, you know, chickens require more space. So once again, if you're in the back, you know, you have a backyard flock, and you can, you know, you can only have six six chickens or so, and you want to build this big giant coop for them, um, quail, you know, they're more of the, they really adapt well to the city being small and compact there. And chickens do require a different diet than quail, so if you raise both, just make sure that the, you do um, you do give them their needs as well. And um, as for um, flies and um, flies and other ailments, even if mine are in a building, they do. I do get flies in there. So it is always nice to keep everything sanitary. Um, clean the trays often as the manure will attract the flies, and the flies will carry diseases that you don't really want. Um, you can also get some golden maldrin, um, which is a fly, um, a fly killer pr practically, but it is not good for other animals, so make sure that you put it somewhere far away. Um, but we're going. I think we're going to take a little bit of a break so I can um, have a little breather, and then I'll be right back. Okay, Andy, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, we got some oh, oh. on here, but go no, ahead. No, not a not a problem. Um, if it's okay, I would like to take a little break. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. No problem. We'll go to commercial break. We'll uh, be right back, okay. folks. We're talking okay. with Alexander. We're talking with Alexander Douglas, also known as the Quail Lady, and we're talking about all things quail today when she comes on, which is awesome, all the advantages to have some quail around the homestead. So stay with us. We'll be back right after this short break with more Alexander Douglas and the Quail Lady. Ware Manufacturing has been building quality hutches since 1983. Ware manufactures modern chicken hutches barns, pens, and nest boxes designed especially for the backyard flock. Ware offers hutches and pens for every yard size and every chicken keeper's budget. Visit their website at waremfginc.com. That's W-A-R-E-M-F-G-I-N-C.com. Or call them to find a retailer near you at 1-888-824-7257. Ware Manufacturing. Do you provide a heat source for your backyard chickens in the winter? In most cases, it's not necessary. 
But if you choose to provide a heat source for your backyard chickens, it's imperative to use a safe and effective heat source, and the only one I recommend is the Sweeter Heater. The Sweeter Heater is a safe, completely sealed, washable, non-breakable, energy-efficient, long-lasting and reliable specific area heater that comes with a three-year warranty. Ditch the dangerous heat lamp this season and invest in the only heater I recommend, the Sweeter Heater. Purchase the Sweeter Heater online at SweeterHeater.com. That's SweeterHeater.com. Since 1921, Stromberg's has been a family-owned and operated business, providing quality poultry and poultry supplies to their customers. Today, the Stromberg family offers over 200 different breeds of poultry, including chickens, waterfowl, and game birds. They also offer poultry supplies for the beginner or advanced poultry keeper. Stromberg should be on the top of your list when it comes time to order. Shop online at www.strombergschickens.com or call today at 1-800-720-1134. Remember, that's strombergschickens.com. Ideal Poultry has been a family-owned and operated business since 1937. Their business is built on customer service and quality poultry. From rare white and brown egg layers to broilers, ducks, turkeys, and bantams, Ideal Poultry is the largest supplier of backyard poultry in the United States, shipping close to 5 million chicks annually. Visit them online at IdealPoultry.com. That's IdealPoultry.com. Pictures of chickens on aprons are common across America, but picture a chicken wearing an apron and you'll probably get a good chuckle. Laugh if you must, but nothing protects hens better than the Hen Saver Hen Apron. Hen Saver Hen Aprons protect your hens from the damage caused by an overly affectionate rooster and may even provide protection from an unexpected hawk attack. Hen savers come in several different sizes to fit both bantam and standard sized hens and roosters. Colors include camo, denim, navy, brown, khaki or black, and soon pink. Crazy K Farm is expanding its already colorful hen saver collection to include the color pink. A portion of their sales will be donated to organizations that fund breast cancer research and awareness. Order your Hen Saver aprons today at hensaver.com. That's hensaver.com. Hey, it's the Chicken Whisperer. If you're in the market for a new incubator, then look no further than GQF. They have a great selection of tabletop and cabinet-style incubators at prices you can afford. I love my GQF Genesis Model 1588. It has a large picture window and an automatic thermostat, which makes for a better hatch every time. Go pick out your new incubator at GQFradio.com. That's GQFradio.com. Give the chicken fountain a try. It's clean water by design. It's a new way to water your flock. Chickens to turkeys to ducks to peacocks. Nothing to lose, so start today. Not a major water the easy way. All right, thank you.
you very much for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. And I want to remind everybody we've got a show tomorrow as well with poultry scientist and professor, Dr. Bridget McRae, Ph.D. I don't have a topic from uh, Dr. McRae yet, but we will be broadcasting live again tomorrow, uh, Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I hope you can join us. Always, all shows are archived for your listening pleasure. Today happens to be episode 987. 987 episodes. We're approaching our 1,000th episode. It's going to be just a hoot of a show. Um, just to give you an example of a kind of a comparison, uh, the popular TV show Friends that ran for a decade, I, I think only, what, a couple of hundred shows, uh, Seinfeld, 180 shows. So uh, we're approaching 1,000 episodes, of which we will hit uh, the first half of 2015. I've been doing this show, I guess it's been going on for maybe six years now. This may be our seventh year of broadcasting or entering our seventh year of broadcasting. So totally awesome accomplishment, and uh, we've had some great people, some great guests. And uh, that's why, even though as busy as today is, I wanted to make sure that we got our broadcast uh, done today for all you that uh, really enjoy listening to the show, both the archive and the live show. So we'll get back over to uh, one of our great guests, Alexander Douglas, also known as the Quail Lady. Uh, Again, once a month coming on telling us all the benefits of keeping some quail in our backyard um, and all the advantages of doing so. Uh, Alexandra? Yes, I am back here. And um, I do... Yes, having I was having some phone problems before, so I just want to make sure that everyone was hearing me correctly. And um, so one, there, since there are many advantages of quail, I thought that for our last bit of the show today, um, I would talk about um, how beneficial coturnics are when um, when you're considering to more, be more self-sufficient. Now, as um, it seems like self-sufficiency and homesteading has been as well as backyard farming is becoming quite popular nowadays as we are finding out what is in our food at the grocery stores um, and how birds are raised, it is better to do it, you know, yourself so that you know what you're, what you're feeding the birds, input, inputs, and outputs, inputs and outputs of birds. And um, definitely quail has, be, um, has become a little bit of a favorite for self-sufficiency. Chickens um, do take a little bit uh, more growth and time um, than quail too, but they are, you know, relatively more easy um, when compared to um, livestock and chickens. They do grow quite fast, and they do become a steady source of protein through their meat and eggs. And another benefit is if you have a garden, the poultry manure is rich in nitrogen, which does serve as a good fertilizer for the garden. But I don't, I wouldn't recommend putting it in your garden as soon as you know they do release. But um, definitely, if you keep it out to dry for a few weeks, um, it does become good fertilizer. We use it for our garden um, before we till, and our crops do grow quite nicely um, when the time comes there. But um, definitely, um, quail have become sort of a self-sufficiency source, um, or rabbits as well, um, due to their fast growth, but for their health as well, since the eggs um, eggs are quite nutritious. They lay around 300 eggs a year, and um, they do they do have a butcher um, age of six weeks, um, six to seven weeks. So it is a f- fast um, fast consideration. And um, so basically, self sufficiency means that you are able to provide for your needs without the help of others. Um, now, quail there. There is some factors that doesn't work with this since they do need, um, they don't really do good mothering jobs and you do need to um, 
have an incubator. So that's the only, you know, issue with raising quail. However, if you do selectively breed your birds, you do have a better chance of getting that mothering instinct back. There has been cases actually in the past two years that there are coternics that do go broody and raise their own young. And those are, if if you are looking for a self-sufficient bird that way, that's perfectly fine. I don't really like using chickens um, as a form of mothering the quail because of the exposure of, you know, other ailments. But um, if that is the only option, then that's, you know, that's what you can do. Um, if you have a silky or something small, the only problem is that they may break the eggs if they're a little bit larger. And um, if you are thinking about, you know, raising quail for self-sufficiency, um, the incubation for Coternix is 17 to 18 days versus the 21 days of the chicken. So they are um, quite fast. And um, a hen will lay um, an egg a day, sometimes double yokers if you are lucky there. Um, but one hen will lay regardless. If you have six hens in the, in the pen, sometimes you get four to, I want to say, four to five eggs because somebody does take a break, just like chickens do. Um, everybody needs a break sometimes from laying an egg. And from hatch to harvest, it does take about seven to eight weeks. And from hatch to egg laying, about five to six weeks. So it does, And it does depend on the environment. So they are fast um, producers. Now, what I did want to mention is, um, just like chickens, if you have table scraps, um, like veggies and other, other foods, you are welcome to give those to the Coternics as well for added benefits. Um, Basically, anything high in protein, so alfalfa sprouts, which are good for us, they love it too. If you have fish, um, they can eat the leftover fish for added um, added protein as well. They don't really eat much, but they are wasters. So do, t- do take in consideration if you do have um, quail, some, the food is going to be wasted, all those um, all the crumbles may be wasted. So if you find if you devise a feeder that does aid in that, that will save on feed cost as well. Um, but with self-sufficiency, um, you tend to want to grow your own plants. So um, good solid food um, that you can try growing um, would be fish meal. If you grow fish, um, soybeans, um, soybeans, wheat, millet would be also other good alternatives to grow for them if you wanted to save on feed cost as well. And um, compared to other animals, they are um, Coternics are fairly easy to maintain. Um, they do require a pen for housing, like mentioned before, and um, you do want to clean their cages accordingly to help avoid ammonia buildup because if there's ammonia in the air, it does tend to reduce production. Birds don't really want to lay if their conditions are not met. And so by keeping a clean um environment does aid in production and you do want production if you want to continue um, growing the birds if you grow them every six weeks then you do have enough food to feed your family Um, or if you're if you are um, having them just for eggs you do provide um, each each bird coming online gives you an extra egg there so definitely beneficial there Um, also do make sure um, feeding and watering is always essential um, as well as collecting eggs every day. You don't want to leave eggs in there because they can get, they tend to get soiled, um, cracked, and then it'll be not healthy for you as well. And so, um, like I mentioned before, um, 
with the self-sufficiency, um, usually a rabbit cage, a hutch, or even a chicken um, tractor will be ideal to house them. Um, but I do, um, personally, I do feel that this, this will be one of the next, you know, popular things for self-sufficiency. Um, as for feed and egg conversion, I do want to point out that um, chicken do require three pounds of feed to produce a pound of eggs. Um, they lay around 180 to 300 eggs per year, which is always um, wonderful, but it depends on the breed there. Um, Coturnix um, only require two pounds of feed to produce a uh, pound of eggs. So it's the input and output for the feed egg conversion um, is quite different there, although I, I do like both, you know, both species there quite a lot there. I do have a bunch of chicken. I have a bunch of quail, too. But quail do produce more in less time with fewer inputs um, than chickens. Um, like I also mentioned about the broodiness, um, a downfall with Coturnix is the fact that being production birds, they do lack the mothering skills, so they do rarely go broody. There has been several cases, like I mentioned before, but I, won't, I wouldn't be guaranteeing it that, you know, it would happen. So definitely an incubator would be needed um, to, um, to hatch the birds out. And by having larger numbers, um, you would have more to feed your family as well. Um, personally, although I do like quail meat, I do like to keep them more for egg production um, because I am quite an egg fan there. And um, also with self-sufficiency, you do have to consider about brooder needs and how to keep them warm because they do need about three and a half to four weeks of warmth um, before they're ready to get off the lights there. And so in a backyard environment, um, depending on the amount of quail you want to keep, um, the cages or pens you have, it does determine how many you want to keep. And um, like, my, like I mentioned before, and I'm basically summarizing everything, is that um, if, you do have, um, if you do have a bunch of birds there from hatching, they do reach egg-bearing age in about five to six weeks, full growth in about eight to nine weeks. So if you do some math starting from eggs, you have 17, 17 days to hatch, plus another six weeks to the first egg, and another two weeks till they are fully grown. Um, so it is less than 11 weeks from the start to the harvest of meat and a little over two months to your first eggs. So you, you add in the ability to start hatching your own eggs at nine weeks with the six weeks to egg producing age and 17 days of incubation. Um, you will have replacement chicks about the same time that you, you start to harvest there. So it does give you a perpetual production system, and um, that is um, – you can – you can definitely feed a family of four um, with about six or seven coturnics um, and keep them going with production. So definitely, if you are looking to have um, have something that you wanted in your backyard um, in addition to chickens, or if you cannot have chickens, I definitely would start you know do some research or you know look up about quail because definitely um, quail are a good alternative and they are really fun to raise. So um, that would be my recommendation um, tip today. Um, we do have to finish up a little early today um, due to the photo shoot that Andy has, but definitely um, just a little bit of tips with quail um, so that you can start for spring there. And I believe our next show will probably be about incubation and brooding tips because spring is almost here. Yeah, that will be perfect, Alexandra, because I think next Monday – 
uh, we'll be talking about uh, brooding and uh, all about brooding and setting up a brooder and whatnot for chickens with Peter Brown and myself. So um, that'll be perfect for next month, perfect timing for spring and uh, brooding for uh, for quail. That sounds really awesome. And, uh, again, I appreciate you coming on. And I'm sorry I had to cut – well, not really cut the short, show too short. I normally, normally run about 3.30 when you're on because you're packed full of so much great information. But, um, but yeah, so that's awesome. I appreciate you coming on today and a great topic as always. And, and um, as soon as I get kind of settled down, quail is definitely on my uh, bucket list to do at the, uh, at the homestead. My grandfather raised uh, quail in, uh, in his backyard, and I remember that uh, as a little kid. So it's one of the things that's probably been on my list for a while, but I'm definitely getting all the right information from you and coming on. And, of course, our uh, people who subscribe to Chicken Whisperer magazine, are starting to look forward now to uh, uh, your articles that come out in the magazine as well. So we appreciate you being a contributor for that, too. And uh, wish you the best, and we'll see you back here uh, next month. All right. Looking forward to it. Alexandra Douglas, also known as the Quail Lady. You can find her on Facebook, uh, and uh, just do a search for uh, for that. If you need uh, if you want to try to get in touch with her, you can always email me. And uh, But, yep, thank you very much for tuning in. Don't forget, tomorrow we've got poultry scientist and professor Dr. Bridget McRae, Ph.D., coming on. Don't have a topic yet. If I get it before tomorrow, I will, of course, post it on that Facebook page this evening so you can make a point to listen. And all shows are archived for your listening pleasure. So if you can't listen live, you can always listen to the archive. So thank you very much for uh, tuning in today. I'm off to the photo shoot. It's going to be hectic, but it's going to be fun. And we'll see you tomorrow right here on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by... Oh, Bob Bees. God bless everybody. Uh-huh.